Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast. And, of course, our YouTube page, 94WIP, video feed there, the best of on-air at WIP, and, of course, all our podcasts from the best at the station. Check it out there at our 94WIP YouTube page. All right, today I want to dive into some news that hit late last night, and that is Reese Hoskins officially leaving the Phillies, heading to the Milwaukee Brewers, two years, $34 million deal. I'll opt out after the first year for Reese, a, um, a nice little two-year deal. I, I think it's a really good contract for Reese uh, after the missed year last year with the knee injury and he gets to go to a team that should be in contention you know the Brewers there were a lot of talk they were going to tear this thing down trade Devin Williams trade Corbin Burns and they didn't do any of that and they have some uh, outstanding young outfielders that are going to help propel that team they will contend as they always seem to do for a National League playoff spot but obviously the fallout is here and it's the the end of the Reese Hoskins era you know, in essence, and for real this time, it, last year was the in essence when he went down in spring training, but now it's for real. It's finalized. He's gone. He's no longer part of this team. I have a lot of thoughts on Reese, and I, I've I've had a lot of different takes on Reese over the years, um, mostly because he's been the one constant here since the Phillies became a relevant team again, you know, dating back to 2018 to now. I mean, he's been the one. And then after that, they started to add all these big stars, including Bryce Harper. But Reese was first. He was really, he and Aaron Nola were the first ones. But Nola's a pitcher, and, you know, his personality is a little bit different. Reese was really the first everyday player to get people connected again to the Phillies. I want to start there and then talk about this decision, what the Phillies did. And how I think they have made some mistakes this offseason. And I, I, I think they're taking a risky approach to competing with the Dodgers and the Braves to get to a World Series. But first, look at the, the positives and, and kind of putting a bow on Reese. And I know, you know, you'll see a lot of highlights today and when you see the news stories uh, about Reese and the home run, right? Off of Spencer Strider. That, that's the one, that's the memory, that is the moment of Reese Hoskins' Phillies career. Also, had a heck of a you know, series against the Padres in the NLCS, including Game 4 here in Philadelphia, where he had two home runs to help them come back from a, an early deficit. But the Strider home run. I was there. I was standing in the, on the left field concourse right behind the crowd, within the standing room crowd, when Reese hit that home run. It's as loud as any sporting event I've ever been in in, in my almost 40 years on this planet. It, that, that was an electric moment when he hit that ball and slammed that bat. It's one of the great moments in Phillies history. And really, it was a pent-up, decade-long of, of dormant fandom that just came roaring back and helped propel the Phillies to a series victory and, and obviously a World Series berth. And Reese Hoskins, that'll be, that'll be the moment we remember most from his career. But I, if I, you ask me what I will remember most when it's all said and done with Reese as we wrap up and put the bow on his Phillies career, it's actually his arrival in 2017. And I remember I, I did a thing then, uh, free, free Hoskins, free, I think it was free Reese or free Hoskins, but I, I thought it was crazy that Phillies were waiting as long as they did to call him up in 2017. He had earned a shot in the major leagues. And the Phillies at that point, I believe, were still, you know, goofing around with the Tommy Joseph experience at first base and whoever the heck they still were running out there. It wasn't major league caliber. I mean, it wasn't, 
it wasn't anything that was going to have any sort of future. And it frustrated me, you know, in June, July that year, that he wasn't up yet. And I kept pounding the drum, pounding the table, like he has to be up. They have to bring Reese Hoskins up. And then he came up, and he had, I believe, it was 18 home runs in 50 games. That home run barrage, making the Phillies, the 2017 Phillies, must-watch TV again after they had been the opposite of must-watch TV for the better part of six seasons was, or at least you know five seasons, was was really amazing. It got people to care again. It got people to go to a television again. It got people to turn on WIP and listen again because Reese Hoskins might hit another home run tonight after all the home runs he's hit already. It was home run after home run after home run. Uh, it was it was captivating. And, you know, maybe in in effect... It fooled us a little bit to how great Reese was because I think he ended that first year in, in about 50 games with an OPS over 1,000. He never did that again. Um, and, and what we found out, and, and we knew this, and we know it very well now, and the Brewers fans will start to see it soon, is he is a very productive hitter. He is this, as streaky as anyone I've ever seen. I've never seen a productive offensive player, and he's productive, be as streaky. I, ju- I just never have. Usually when guys are as streaky as Reese's, they're not very good because the cold streaks are just so bad and they got to really hit a lot during the hot streaks to make it all work out. He does. He does. But we obviously saw him in 2017, new to the league. Pitchers weren't, you know, aware of what his weaknesses were. And his, he just came up and had a hot streak basically for two months and it never stopped. And then the rest of his career was up and down, up and down. But I'll always remember that because it was, it was captivating. It, it got me excited again for the Phillies, how quickly they could turn their their rebuild into something. All the money they had that they hadn't really spent yet, po- you know, post the Howard Utley Rollins era that was just sitting there. They were a sleeping giant in a lot of ways, and now they've become that giant uh, that I thought they could be. You know, when Reese came up and started to give them a f- something, right? You had you had uh, Nola, you had Reese, and then you sort of build off of that, and they got signed Arietta and Santana and McCutcheon. Uh, and Harper, and then it just kind of it kind of built from there. And JT, and you know where we are now with uh, Trey Turner and Castellanos and all these guys. So it built from that spot, and Wheeler, of course. But it started there. It started with Reese Hoskins and his arrival. Now, as far as the player, I I had a lot of mixed emotions out of Reese over the years because I appreciated the power, I appreciated the patience of the play. Two things that I think are are so important to good offenses and and winning in baseball. I also got frustrated by his cold spurts that were super, super cold. And I, th- I thought it was really hard to envision him on a championship team in a large, large role because it kills you. Like, as hot as he was in the NLCS when they beat the Padres in 2022, and he was hot. And that's why they big part of the reason why they won. He went that ice cold in the World Series against the Astros. And then, of course, defensively, I always thought Reese was a DH. I mean, he was the worst left fielder I've ever seen in my life. It was, it was so miscast out there. It was ridiculous. And then at first base, he never improved enough. I mean, he really, he's a DH. I think that's what Reese Hoskins is. He could give you some time at first base, um, and, and you're not going to, you know, he's not going to lose you a season, but he's a DH, and we'll see how much he does that compared to first base in Milwaukee. So there were ups and downs with me as a fan with him because I just got so frustrated with the tough parts of his game, but he had a lot of good you know, assets. He just didn't really did. I mean, his, his patience at the plate, his ability to work pitches, uh, work account, grind on a pitcher. I love that about him. The power's obviously there. I mean, he's a guy that, you know, in most years will get around 60 extra base hits. I mean, that that's a big-time offensive player. And, and of course, the home run power. 
is for real. All right, so there's all the thoughts on Reese as the player. And obviously, my, the lasting memory I'll have more than the Strider home run was 2017 and his arrival. But now as far as the Phillies and the decision they made to move on and, and to do it really early in the offseason, I, I think the Phillies made a mistake here. And I, I believe the Phillies are at this present moment, and I hope they do something different. I've been, I banged the drum for Mike Trout two months ago. At this present moment, I think the Phillies are too complacent. They, they feel to me too complacent to be pretty good in a sea that has two great white sharks and a bunch of goldfish. I mean, that, that that's what it feels like to me. And, and obviously the two great white sharks are the Dodgers and the Braves. And then everybody else is just blah. You know, they're okay. Someone will emerge to be better than we think. Someone that's supposed to be good will have a, a tougher season. But I can make the case, and I, unfortunately I think the Phillies are taking the approach that they're the third best team in the NL. They're going to make the playoffs no matter what they do, as long as they have relative health. So why invest more? And I think that is a faulty way of thinking. And I do believe they are probably thinking too much about their recent postseason success and thinking that's, you know, it's easy to do that again from the wild card round rather than try try to be on the level of the Braves. I mean, to be on the level of Dodgers regular season, that's not going to happen. The Dodgers might win 115 games. But I, I want to win the division. And I believe the Phillies would have had a better chance to win the division had they thought through the decision to move Harper permanently right now. And also thought through the decision to punt offense at one of your outfield spots. And it all comes back to Reese Hoskins. You know, Reese Hoskins could have been back here on the same contract he got from the, the Brewers. Without question, I think he would have taken that contract from the, the Phillies. Two years, $34 million, would have opted out after year one. It could have gave him a chance to have a big year, and then he would have opted out. And then the Phillies could have, you know, I understand where they're at. They have a lot of DH types, first base DH types. There's only so many first base DH spots. So they thought this is the right time, let Bryce play first base full time. Okay, well, you have a DH spot. And that could have been Hoskins. Well, what do you do with defense? And, oh, no, you can't play Schwarber at defense and Castellanos in the outfield. Well, I watched the Phillies go to the World Series and go further last year, uh, two years ago, with more offense, less defense. They went not as far this past year with more defense, less offense. And if you tell me right now Johan Rojas improves offensively to the point where he is a clear goal glove center fielder and he is a very viable not embarrassing, you know, decent, passable, offensive player, then okay. But I have a lot of skepticism he can do that. I, I, when I watch Rojas, I see a lot of Christian Pache, who, who's, you know, the Phillies got him on his third team because the Braves and A's were like, he just can't hit. And as for as brilliant as he is as a, as a glove guy, He's a fourth outfielder. He's a defensive replacement. I can't play him every day. Billy Hamilton, we, we did this for years at Cincinnati. Billy Hamilton, oh, how fast he is. He's going to steal 100 bases this year. He can't steal first base. And his career, you know, kind of puttered out because he couldn't hit. You, you, know, you only can hit so poorly and they'll keep you in the lineup. We saw what happened at the end of last year in the playoffs with Rojas. Now, he did, he did I, I guess, hold his own in the regular season. But, but I thought that was a little bit fluky. You know, he was hitting better in the major leagues than he was in the minor leagues. That's pretty rare for a young player to just go up and get better. I mean, that, that's pretty rare. And I think 
pitchers just eventually figured out how to attack him and attack his weaknesses, and he had no answer when we got to the postseason. And as you kind of play this out now, what what are the Phillies' outfield options? Because they've already said they're moving, you know, Bryce to first base permanently. So it's going to be Castellanos in right. It's going to be Rojas in center. It's going to be Marsh in left. And then some combination of Jake Cave and Christian Pache. That feels off. It feels like they're punting offense at one spot every single night. So the alternative could have been Reese back. And they could have delayed the, the, the Bryce decision, put him back in right field. But all right, you know, Bryce is the first baseman now. Okay. Want to go that way? Then Reese could have been the DH, and I would have put Schwarber back in the outfield for one more year. I think that we've gone too far with this defense over offense thing when I saw the Phillies' bats die at the end of the postseason last year, and Reese Hoskins could have given them quality at-bats and worn down pitchers. So I believe this they'll regret this. I believe the Phillies will regret you know when it all plays itself out. And you watch Rojas this year, and you watch Hoskins this year, and you, I think there'll be a moment where we say, man, they missed that bat. They missed that bat, and they could have had it back. Now, if Reese, has got, if Reese had gotten, you know, uh, you know, five-year, hundred million dollar deal on the open market, then all right, you know, whatever, you know, thanks for the memories. You were a good Philly. Congratulations. Glad you got that kind of money, and good luck, because that wouldn't have fit where the Phillies are at. I understand, you know, the, the dynamics of at some point they can't keep running Schwarber, Castellanos, Harper, you know, rotating them in the outfield. Like they're, not, it's going to something's got to change. I get that, and, and Reese's injury last year opened the door for something to change, but. I thought all year the Phillies were missing an extra bat. I, I banged the drum for Paul Goldschmidt. I, I talked about bats like Adam Duvall and Tommy Pham, and the Phillies really, I, I thought, missed the boat last year thinking the defense of Rojas and the overall defense could make up for the loss of bat. I still think the Phillies are a bat short. I, I, I do, and Hoskins could have been that bat. So as I look at their lineup, and I think it'll be, it'll be good, but the, the objective is to win the World Series, not to just be pretty good. And I have a feeling that we come the trade deadline, the Phillies are going to be looking for that kind of bat. Power, patience to bat somewhere in the fifth, sixth spot in the lineup to alleviate pressure on Alec Bohm, to alleviate pressure on Bryson Stott. You know, hopefully Trey Turner is so- somewhat closer to the guy he was in August, September. Not the guy he was early in the season, otherwise they're going to need a significant bat to have a chance here. But that bat could have been Reese Hoskins. I believe the Phillies had a chance to do this and to rethink their offseason plan, especially as time played out. You know, if Reese signed in the first week of free agency, then what are you going to do? Phillies made a plan, he's gone. This played out for two months. The Phillies could have rethought this, reimagined the plan around Bryce Harper's permanent move to first base. I would have liked, even though I've had my frustrations with, with Reese over the years, I would have liked him back. I think when we look at the calculus when the season ends, we'll say, yeah, they would have been better at Reese than Johan Rojas. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast. By the way, uh, June 3rd, I believe, is the date the Brewers come to Philadelphia. That'll be a, a cool reaction for Reese Hoskins. And it wouldn't surprise me at all, and it kind of be poetic, if Reese Hoskins is uh, playing the Phillies in the postseason in the wild card round. I can see it right now. Zach Wheeler steps to the mound, batting second for the Brewers is Reese Hoskins. I can see it right now. It'd be an electric, wild scene at Citizens Bank Park. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following WIP Daily. We'll talk soon.